What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Hola, compadres. What it do? What it do? Yeah. Yo, why don't we just get right into it? Because you had some e. I think you had a really interesting topic that uh, we should talk about. So why don't you jump on in? Right. Because you had For the sure. nine. You had the nine one one calls over the past couple, couple days. days. Yeah, I had to consult my fellow fatherhoods. And uh, even though I knew that I would get a different feedback from you guys, and, and you, you know, can I'm say a stubborn it. guy, so it might not it might not gel with me anyway. So, but wait, wait before you get into before you move into it. So, like, it's funny because we all talk to each other about different things, and we use each other as counsel for a bunch of different things. But I find like I think the the summary every time, at least you talk to me, it's like we talk about whatever, and then at the end of it, I'm like, yo, I hope that was helpful, and you're like. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always helpful to talk. You know, I'm just talking shit with you. Nah, I know, I know. But, you know, without getting into details, because this is an ongoing fluid uh, situation that, that I'm dealing with right now. But And it's all positive. It's not nothing, nothing is negative at all. But it was definitely on some, like, fatherhood, parenting, um, lifestyle stuff. And so I got, I got you know, I've been working on, on, on some work stuff, on, on opportunities. And I've been working on something for years. And finally, some things are coming into fruition. And, you know, I've been posed with the question of, okay, well, if you want to do this, you're going to have to, like, be on, on location and, and kind of, like, leave home home base for, for over a month, a month or more. And at first, I was like, you know, I was like, Hell yeah. Like, you know, because I've been working on this for a while and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll make that work. Let's do it. Like I already knew in the back of my mind because I had been working towards this, that that might be or that was probably how it was going to go down anyways. So as soon as I said, hell yeah, and, and left that that conference call, I was like, I sat back and I said, hold up a second. That was EFN before children talking. And and then I, all I could see was like in my mind, like my daughter and my son and my family. And I'm like, I can't imagine really leaving them. Should I have a hard time leaving them for one day or one night? You know, and because I'm I don't like to say because I'm hands on, not to say nobody else is hands on, but I'm very, very involved on in the day to day stuff. So I started to, to like panic almost like, oh, man, like. What do I do in terms of like being able to take advantage of this opportunity that I've been working for years for. Um, and, and, and am I thinking it through correctly? Like not just on the point of like leaving the family, but also is it monetarily exactly what I want? You know, is, you know, is, are things different now? Like, am I looking at it in the correct way or, or am I just like spazzing, you know, like overreacting and not, and not, you know, or, 
And so th- that was, those were all the questions that were coming to mind, you know, and, and, and I wanted to talk to you guys and I was calling you guys because I, I kind of wanted to figure it out really quickly and kind of get back to my partners because I like being a good partner with people and I don't like, you know, switching up on people. I like to be consistent. And so I wanted to make sure that I relayed how I felt immediately back to them so that we can figure it out as as good partners and, and, and a team and and see how we move forward. And, and that's where it was. That's what it was. It's okay. What, so, what did you advise? I don't even know if I gave <laughs> advice, really. I mean, to me, it was more about, I think he had already come to the decision of what, of how he needed to roll. And, and for me, it was more about just, I think it was following whatever his gut was telling him at that point, because there's pros and cons to it all. I mean, you know, leaving the kids for an extended period of time, um, you know, it's one of those situations where, yeah, you've got to make that choice. Um, is it, is it going to last forever? No, you know, it'll be a finite amount of time. They'll get used to it. You'll be sad. They'll be sad. You know, you'll, you'll do what you got to do. And, and it, it you know, d- does the, does the long-term goal, um, is it achieved by doing these kind of things? Right. So those are the things you, you, you figure out. Um, but you, you know, you also have um, other scenarios going on in your, it's not just the kids. It's, you know, your, your, there's other things in that we know about in, in your day to day that can make some of those decisions more difficult and you've got more things to juggle. And so to me, it was more about, yeah, uh, it, it boiled down to also the financials. Right. Go with your gut, but also, is it going to be financially worth it? Because I, I know just from all of us being in a kind of a creator space and wanting to do, you know, trying to launch our own things and do stuff throughout the years, you know, when you're working on something and then all of a sudden there's kind of a breakthrough and you've got the opportunity to do it. It's, it's your first instinct is to say yes. Just right. because you want to see this thing come to fruition and knowing that sometimes these things take a while. And so if you do one little thing uh, that hopefully unlocks the door to the next thing. Um, so if you're playing that, that long game, but you also have, but then you get to a certain point, it's like, all right, I'm doing X, Y, and Z and it's, and it's keeping me afloat and, you know, and, and maintaining my lifestyle and maintaining my family. If I go over and do this other thing, is it fine? You know, does it make financial sense? Even right. though I want to see this project come full That's circle, but is it really the most? You know, am, am I doing myself justice financially also to make that sacrifice? So that's where I was at with it. Yeah, for 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 me, like I mean, money is obviously important, but I look at especially in the creator space. To me, and I'm just speaking generally, like when you're creating something, you want the biggest possible audience that fucks with whatever lane you decided to go down to embrace or at a minimum, just engage with whatever it is that you've put out, whether it be pro or negative, you know, pro or con more, more than anything, I think is just getting the exposure to the right audience to then determine whether or not whatever you created is a value or needs work. Right. And so I think all of us to some degree, like that's our goal. Money obviously is very important, but to me, I I don't, I always look at money, obviously, again, I'll I'll, I'll reiterate, like it's really important, 
but I don't use it as the means by which I make the ultimate decision. It's it's a factor, of course. Like, is there a path to profitability through this, whatever this is? But more than anything for me, it's does this step that I am thinking about, given especially given the consequences of I might be away from my family for a month and change, right? Is it worth, is the potential pot at the end of the rainbow, and not necessarily money, but again, exposure, worth the time it's going to take me to be away from my family? And can I can I be okay with that, right? And and, and let me jump in real quick, man. Sorry. I mean, to, just, I wanna, to, I just to note that, that I agree with you. Like, you, you know, normally you shouldn't, or just generally speaking, you know, doing things because of the money or everything's kind of money focused isn't necessarily the the right way to go about things. I think someone like E, who's done countless things throughout the years, and some of them for free and for not making money, in, you know, in the pursuit of the long game of, you know, seeing these projects and, and being your own boss and all that kind of stuff then it's like, okay, then you got to weigh a little bit like, all right, what is, what is my worth? You know, what, you know, what, what's my financial worth? Um, you know, is that, and to your point, like, yo, is that a leaving my family for that extended period of time? That is a sacrifice. It's not an easy thing to do. So um, take yeah, and, that more into consideration. And I do have a difference of opinion from what you were saying, Manny, in terms of like the exposure part, like yeah, that really doesn't excite me. Mm. The exposure part, like, it's a part of it, but I've been in this game so long and I've been in, in positions and with partnered with companies that you, you were like, Oh wow, this is going to give me great exposure. And it didn't really do what it was supposed to do or it didn't, you know, whatever it didn't, didn't work out that way. And so to me, it's more about um, continuing to be, to be able to be creative and produce things. And for me, when it comes to the financials, it's about fully funding projects so that they can be done properly. I, the latter part that I care about is, oh, is it going to be properly exposed? Because I feel like that good content and good stuff may maybe tomorrow it won't reach all the ears because it's not the most popping thing. But if it's done well, it may be in five years, it'll it'll really gain traction. You know, as long as you create like this catalog of really good stuff. Got it. And that's, that's what I, that's why I really, it doesn't really like, they could tell me, yo, do this for free and you're going to be on, you know, on HBO and it's going to be on smash. Like, nah, you know, and especially now when, if, if I was a, a, a guy on the grind by myself, no kids, that's it's a different conversation we're having. Yeah. But when, when you have family, to me, the maturity part of that is to say, all right, man, it doesn't matter. You know, it's not about looking lit or cool or, any of that stuff. It's about doing some dope stuff, but bringing back and feeding the family, you know, bringing back bread to the home. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And just, just one thing I want to clarify. So for, for when I say exposure, I mean, so kind of aligns a little bit with what you're saying. Not necessarily. So the, your perspective makes a lot of sense, given especially your experience, right. In, every, right. in, in the creative space for me, from my experience, I always look at everything. Like there has to be, Whatever you're bringing to market, whether it's a, a an album or a, a bag, right? Like whatever mm-hmm. that might be, it has to resonate with an audience. And so I always look at the audience as the goal, 
to get it to that audience. Not necessarily like, yo, they gotta fuck with it, or 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 they gotta look at me in a particular light because I've reached that. Because in in the in the music industry, there is a big piece of that, right? Like people look at, yo, I'm I'm all over, I don't know making shit up, but like, yo, I got five thousand five million views off of this video I just, and that's like a big thing. I don't care so much about that. I just care more about like, all right, have I fed? the group that I intended to feed with whatever it is that I'm putting out there. Right. And so I, I look, that's to me important, which is not the same as I care about the look more. So I care right. about putting out a product of quality that that group that I intended to reach can, can appreciate or, or debate because it might suck, but there might be constructive discussion around it. So that to me is, but in any case, in your case, like when we talked about it, you know, a month, and and potentially more is a whole lot of time. Right. That, that is a big chunk of time. It's a, big, it's a big chunk of time. And I'm usually the guy that's not really thinking about things too seriously. I'm just like, oh, the opportunity sounds dope. Does it cover certain bases that are, you know, need covered in order for it to be relatively comfortable for me to go and do it? Cool. And, and then it's like, all right, yeah, we'll figure out the rest. But because it's four weeks plus like you got to give it so much more time so i'm i'm curious kind of where your head's at right now no i went ahead and i spoke you know i didn't get to speak to you guys in time for for me to end up talking to my partners i think i spoke to to you manny for a second um and i, I just went ahead and i and i told my partners like look you know we're just gonna have to figure out a better way because you know i just i can't i can't do that amount of time i wasn't really I was thinking in the old me, not not the current me. And I have a, a family to think about that needs me here at home as much as possible. And if I'm going to make that sacrifice, it would have to be a dollar amount to that sacrifice, which in, re in all reality, I already know is probably not likely to happen based on, on just it being the first of, of us doing this work together. But nonetheless, I told them this is what I need. And if we can find it, cool if not then we need to be creative and try to figure out if there's another way schedule wise that this can be done you know and my whole thing is i want to do it and and it's it's something very important to me to do and it all it, it all ties back to, to my kids because i want to show my kids that they can do anything they put their mind to and sometimes things take long you know this is something i've been working on for years and so all these things to me are are a bunch of learning lessons that i can you know, show, show them by example when they're older. And so, so I want to make sure that I do this, but at the very least, I, I go through with this project one way or the other, but I also have a, a confidence in my ability to hustle. And that if it doesn't work out this way, then I will be creative and figure it out on my own to, to do something moving forward. Now, there was something that you posted today that resonated to me with this same thing. We've talked about this a lot, which was the dude talking about uh, that he used to subscribe to the whole, I think, grinding culture. The, what do you say? Yeah, the hustle so, so, culture. Yeah, that's Migs 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 Tats uh, on Instagram. Shout out to him. He's he's been a a fatherhood's follower for a long time. Um, so yeah, so he was like, I, I the grind culture basically. The you know yeah. the sleep sleep when you die mentality. Right, and and, and this it resonated because to me it kind of goes with this because one of the things I was thinking it was like man, you know, my partners are going to be like, damn, this guy doesn't want to work or this guy doesn't want to do this. Or this guy doesn't want to do that. And I, and I've come into those type of, uh, 
situations where I've met people that I would say hustled differently than me. And I completely don't subscribe to that mentality of like, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead or, you know, you, every, every minute of the day it has to be grinding. Like to me, that's total bullshit. And I think that if people haven't learned that in these times of COVID and in these tumultuous times where we're seeing all kinds of crazy shit and one day a loved one is around and the next day the loved one's not around, then I don't know what, you know, what as humans are we learning? Like, I don't think we're born to work. You know what I'm saying? You know, what is it? What's the saying? We, we, uh, work we, to live. we don't live. To, yeah. Yeah. We don't live to work. We work to live. Right. Is that the right way? Cause I'm dyslexic. Yes. Right. Got it. Yeah. We don't live and to work. So, we work, we work right. to live. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and I will, I will, I will challenge anybody to, to see if their physical hustling movements compared to my sedentary style of, of hustling in, in front of the, whether it be computer on the phone or just doing things without having to put too much energy into it and trying to put mental energy into it. And I will guarantee you, I will get the same or probably more results than you, which I've, I've called it on this show. I call it treadmill hustling. The people that think because they're moving around, they're hustling and they're doing things and they're making moves and because they don't see you everywhere and they're, they're here and they're there and they're there. I call it a treadmill because they're walking a lot, but they're not going anywhere. Mm. And that's why I call it treadmill hustling. Hold on. That's a fatherhood's gem right there. Um, so, so something you say is something I don't think we've actually spoken about it from my perspective. Um, I always tell people, and no disrespect to anyone, because I, I value, like, I don't think I'm better than anyone or anyone necessarily is better than me. But I look at the world as far as labor goes in two kind of two buckets. You got the physical labor side and you got the mental labor side. Right. And so the cerebral hustle that you just talked about, I fully agree with. I think it I think not only does it tend to yield you better return on your investment, which is time in the long term, but I also find it to be a more. And it's hard for me to even say this, like I, I feel it to be more draining a lot of the time because physical labor over time, you start to you can knock it out. Like if you're fucking out there with an anvil, like busting shit up. Yeah. It's, it's intense. You, it's a, you know, serious workout at the end of the day, but you kind of condition yourself and you get to that point. But then when it's mental, the it's not always templated. Like there's a lot of variability in how you have to approach everything. And so there's always the creative consciousness has to be again, like we talk about in the show a lot in the right frame of mind, you have you need the right inspiration, even to have a conversation about the strategy behind an opportunity. It can be intense, and you have to be on your toes to really know how to work the room and and get to the point where you're trying to get to. So I, see, there's different different levels of that mental because the, like there's the physical there's physical labor, but then there's also like okay, folks who are going to be playing the background on the mental creative side of things whether it's you know putting businesses together you know fleshing out plans etc cetera, etc cetera. but then you've also got those that that are going to be out and about and you know be seen be heard it is not necessarily physical labor but you're physically out and you know <laughs> where you're going to yeah. be so it just kind of depends on you know how, how you 
position that. And, and, and I want to be clear because I don't want to make it seem like we're being condescending to anybody else nah. or dissing anybody else because absolutely uh, physical labor, like everything is, 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 you know, it's, it has its value. What I'm, I'm talking specifically to someone that's like, you know, my, my counterpart that might do similar things to me is what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about, I can't, I don't have the skills to be a construction worker. I don't have the skills to be a farmer. Like those people are probably the most more valuable. Well, not probably, they are more valuable than what we're doing in, in, in the, in the grand scheme, the of, grand scheme. of society. And, you know, it's awesome to know what you're good at. Like, you know, there's people who have certain skills and physical skills. And then there's people that have certain mental skills that they excel at. There's people who are just naturally, they, they can work a crowd and work, you know, be public and work with right, people. Right. It's kind of just and going back to parenting is like learning or helping to teach your kids. Like, what are they good at? How, right. You know, what, what do they enjoy? Yeah. What do they enjoy? But also what are those skills that they might not realize that they have? Um, but you can see it because you're outside looking in. Right. And again, my whole thing is just that, you know, I, I really think that that whole hustle culture grind mentality that that's put out there sometimes it almost feels like people get they get bullied into it you know like oh you ain't grinding like me oh you sleeping oh you at home oh you doing this you know and it's and again i'm talking about people who are probably within the same world of 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 careers and they're doing similar things and even if they're not you know like i just think that to each their own and and if you can if you can make a living that you that's good enough for you and your family that's rich to me. Like to me, rich, I'm not trying to, you know, like uh, work until, you know, I'm stressed the fuck out so that I can have a billion dollar crib and, and have a Rolls Royce. Like, that's not what, you know, that's not what makes me happy. If I can, I can have a modest home and my kids are fed every day and they get whatever fucking toys we want. We can go on a nice vacation. That's rich to me. And that's what I think people need to put in perspective. And, and oftentimes I see people get like bullied into that. That because everybody's following social media, you know, and they see these people, you know, putting up these quotes and it's like, you know, you ain't, you ain't, you know, why do I make it? Cause I grind while you sleep and, you know, it's like, fuck out of here, bro. I'm sleeping. Cause when I wake up, I think a lot clearer than you probably sleep because I'm tired, so, bro. <laughs> right. Right. So, so culturally though, you know what I mean? Because there are, I mean, we're in our U S bubble, but right around the world, there's different mentalities and work culture. Right. I mean, people take siestas in a lot of places. Like, we, I, I yeah. remember when I first heard that, I was like, "You're bugging! Like, why? Why are you doing that?" But there, there's science behind all that stuff that makes a lot of sense. And if they can, why not? At the end of the day, like, why not? Like, why have we been programmed to be fucking worker bees or fucking ant, you know an ant farm colony that has to keep working while some other fucking rich billionaire is you know fucking sitting lovely watching us all fucking sit here and bicker over a couple bucks yeah i mean i, I wanted to off, <laughs> off the rail there <laughs> no so so bringing it back to wealth so i had an interesting conversation with my daughter i think it might have been yesterday or maybe the day before my my eldest so we're, we're talking about um she 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 keeps like a a pinterest board on her phone that she adds stuff like almost like her vision board almost right and right. so she's got she had like this a few houses that were really lavish and dope right 
And I'm like, and she's showing them to me and kind of like telling me what she thinks and that kind of thing. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and I think she was showing it to me kind of like to shit on her opportunity to get it because they looked so, you know, to the, to the average Joe, like us more or less, like far out of reach. Yeah. Far to get like you, you, you're a Michael Jackson level type of, you know, person to have something like that. And, and I'm, and so I didn't, I was like, dope. So how you going, how are you going to get there? What, how do you think you need, what do you think you need to do to get there? And we have this conversation about, you know, you know, obviously some sort of work or adding value to society where you can charge something, et cetera. And we get to a point where I'm like, how do you define rich or wealthy? Right. And I kind of get her take. And basically for her, it was just like fame equals wealth or fame and objects equals rich. Right. I think most people might look at it that way. And so we talked about Drake for a second. She's like, yeah, Drake's house. And I think he's rich and all that. I'm like, you know, the, a lot of like, and I went to athletes immediately. I was like, a lot of these athletes that make more money a lot of times than you know entertainers do go broke really fast after they get out of the sport they're in. And I started to explain to her. And I, at the end of it all, I was just like, yo, look, rich wealth is really a state of mind at the end of the day. But the proving factor is not so much how much you make, how much you keep and that really kind of fucked with her mind a little bit because she didn't comprehend to her it was just like oh somebody got paid three hundred thousand dollars to perform over here they're rich because in three an hour or two that's how much money they made and i'm like yeah but you see the chains they got you see the cars that they got all these different things cost them money and so at the end of the day they might have got 300 grand for that but they might have blown 300 grand before they got home and so these are the kinds of things you got to consider. As, like I saw her like, so all that to say, like, I think that conversation resonated with her and allowed her to look at it a little differently, which was kind of, like, I didn't look at things at her age like that. And so I'm happy that she's at least ingesting it and giving it some thought. That's look shit. at you, man. Being a good dad. <laughs> Proud of you, man. Thanks. I, I, I don't know if this relates to what you're saying, but, you made me think about a time, you know, I've talked about uh, a time where like when when the economy tanked and I was going, I was struggling financially. Right. I mean, another time, another time, <laughs> plug it in, album out now. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, man. It's, and, and it goes back to the whole fame thing, too, where, you know, at that time, you know, if anything, I was famous in Miami, in my city, you know, people in terms of like the hip hop scene. And so people, you know, I had I had a store, I had wrapped vehicles, I had my studio, you know, was putting out records. So the idea was like, you know, these guys must be making a shit ton of money. The truth of the matter is we're we're losing or breaking even on every project just to keep the dream alive, you know, and, and we're paying the office because we need that workspace. And, and it's really but it's a, it's sinking us, you know, what I'm saying yeah, a lot of overhead, basically. And so when when the economy tanked, which I found out a lot of people went through a lot of crap through that that time, I thought I was like one of the only people that sucked. And um, <laughs> this so was two thousand seven, like that that tanking around that around that time, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I hunkered down. You know, what I'm saying I really hunkered down, and it was like bad, like bad, bad. Like I was going through some shit and ramen noodles, you know, every day. You know, um, 
staying in the crib, not because I wanted to, but because I knew that financially that's what had to happen, but working nonetheless, working through it and trying to work smart. And one of the things that, again, I don't know if it relates to what you're saying, but that, that you made me think of is that I remember at that time, because, you know, there's a breaking point. You're like, is this it? Is it, this it? The dream is done. You know, the dream is a wrap. Like this whole fucking pipe dream of being in the music industry and, and come, you know, doing the brand and all this stuff is it's a wrap. And, and I, it's just a ticking, like a timer to when I'm finally going to just throw in the towel. And I remember looking at around me and seeing like other people that before I was like, those guys fucking quit, you know, they suck, you know, like they quit too early. Like I, I just didn't respect that they didn't really stay in the game, you know? And they're like, you know, and I kind of like, you know, maybe not laughed at them, but they were working like as bag boys at, at the supermarket or, or one of them is a bank teller and the other one works in a car dealership. And I'm starting to look at them like almost envious that they had a steady paycheck. Mm. You know, I was like, damn, man, like right now I, I wouldn't mind being that person because I know that where, where my next check is coming from, I know at least I'm getting this amount. I know what means I have to live by and I could keep, you know, I could stay afloat without being so stressed about where the next paycheck is coming from. And I just remember that like vividly, like how much I envied those people, you know, even the fucking delivery driver. I'm like, at least he's make right now. If he's delivering, he's making something Yeah. Uh-huh. and I'm making nothing. Um, but you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a point to that, but I just wanted to bring that up. Nah, I mean it's super relevant. Like it it, it goes kind of back to the beginning, right? So it's like again, this concept of wealth, right? In that moment, it's it's the perception, right? Because people perceive people in certain niche areas as something when you have no real sense of everything that goes into them appearing to you that way, right? And when you're in your worst case scenario, but within that bubble, you're still kind of like, you know, for instance, your example, like in Miami, you were, you're, you're known, right? And so even in your down period, when you're like, fuck, how am I going to make ends meet? Like the, the source of wealth is nearly nothing, right? And so like being able to have a steady gig, like makes all the difference in the world. But the question I have for you is how do you, avoid going in that direction like going to i don't know ups and seeing if you can get a gig as a delivery driver or like abandoning your dream because it sounded like you was rock bottom as far as yeah no and not only was i one thing i left does not only was i rock bottom i got audited by the irs and i owed them a shit ton of money Mm. so that just made things even crazier for me oh yeah um because prior to that you know i was this little this young business-minded kid but didn't think about the business of paying taxes <laughs> huh. um thought that you know fuck the man you know I ain't gonna right, right. and yeah they they fucked me for sure <laughs> um and what was your question again? like how, how did you how did you decide to stick with it and keep working through it when you were in in, in that bottom period versus go you know i wouldn't call it quit but like take a detour and get a, a regular gig I mean, I definitely thought of it seriously to, to get a regular gig, but then I was like, if I take a regular gig, then I'm really not going to have the time to really focus and, and, and think, how am I going to get out of this hole and, and, and keep working my angles? And, you know, because I was still working 
you know, but I was working for the future. Yeah. And it wasn't like things that were necessarily bringing me immediate income, but I knew that I was working on things that might, you know, have a breakthrough in the near future. So, and it was all, uh, also, I looked at, at what I had done up to that point as an investment. And I, I looked at it, I tried to really look at it without, without emotion and say, okay, well, I've invested X, Y, and Z into this. Um, yeah, I can, I can pull out what I have left in it and leave and I lose it all. Or I can wait till the market levels out and I can get back on my feet and surely and, and slowly the, the market, you know, the, the, what I've invested will, will regain its value. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I try to look at it. And that's what kept my mind in the game. And that's actually in the midst of not in the midst, but right around that time is when the idea of going to Cuba came up um, and starting to execute that plan uh, prior to going, you know, and, and, and I, and I always, I often think back to that time period. I'm like, how the fuck could I have really like executed that thought that through do some of the things that I did in, in the situation I was in, you know, but again, that, you know, it goes, I think with all those experiences, you, you know, you, you become like a, a veteran and you start, you, you can lean on those experiences to help you get through things. That's dope. And so just so people that aren't aware. And, and great friends. I have to just say a caveat. I had yeah. great, I have great friends. Kether being one of them as well. You know, um, I mean, I don't know if Kether knew if I was going through stuff when he met me, I think around the time, I don't know what, what year did we meet Kay? We met in like oh four maybe so you yeah so around the time you met me yeah um probably like right as i'm departing south beat is when i'm starting to go through some of this stuff yeah um and then you know my other my other crazy hood homies like like they held me down at that time you know and it's, it was like like you know that's why i i i, I love my my crazy hood brothers and i love my friends and then they were to, you know it wasn't like they did anything crazy but they made sure that they kept my morale up and, and that, you know, without that's, that's those, a lot. those type of people around you, you, you don't survive those type of things. You mentioned uh, going to Cuba and how that spawn, it was spawned out of, you know, the, the rough time you were having. So just people that aren't listening, I'm sorry, that don't know coming home, the documentary series that you put out, that's what's kicked it off. So if you haven't checked it out, I don't know where it's available now, but you want to go check out coming home. Yeah, and think about it to tie it into coming home. Imagine going through what I was dealing with. And mind you, I always put the perspective that someone is always having, you know, a having time. a worse, you know, time or dealing with worse shit than I was. I always had that perspective, um, which made me appreciate what I did have. But going into Cuba and then being in Cuba mm. and seeing what what how they were living and how, you know, and the way that they, you know, did things and, 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 and just their spirit, you know, regardless of the, of the situation that we're living in, I came back reinvigorated, man. And like, I was like, okay, man, if it ain't stopping these people and these people have a smile on their face every day, then, you know, who am I to fucking complain? Like I, I came back like excited and ready to work, you know? Let me ask you this, see, before we wrap up and who knows what, if the answer can really be uh, answered, <laughs> whatever right. that sentence means, is um, when you were in that time period and feeling that way, if you would have had a kid 
or family at that point, do you think that would have been the thing that, that, that would have pushed you to abandon the dream and, and get the, get the job and get a job? That's a good question. I don't really know how to answer that. I would say my first inclination would be leaning towards, yes, I would have probably, you know, just went and got a job and, and did what I had to do to feed the family. But I probably would have done that on some, like, in my mind, short term. Right. And make sure that I keep Because, again, it's it's super important to me that I, again, I feel like everything I've done is an investment. And if, if you just abandon your investment, like, what the hell was it all for? Yeah. You know, you can you can change it. You know, we can change what we're doing. We can parlay it into other things and all that. But I just want to be able to have that example to my children. Like, look, you know, this is from nothing. You know, all odds against me to to do certain things, and you know, just all the lessons that I've learned. Good friendships, you develop good friendships, and you have good people around you. Like everything that's been important and a part of of, of me to be able to continue and be successful. And it's still, you know, you're still a work in progress. Like, it's, you know, it's not, you know, I'm, regardless of what people think, I'm no millionaire over here. So we got to keep it moving.com. You, you've said the word regardless yeah. a couple of times, and it's I held my tongue because the tone is serious to say irregardless, like you people in Miami like to say. Irregardless? Yeah. You know, you That's the say, right way of saying it? No, it's it's not. But I, every time I was in Miami, I would hear, but irregardless, like, whatever. <laughs> Whoa, I'm sorry, bro. That, I've never said it like that. No, you've never. But people in Miami tend to say it. So I was biting my tongue, but I had to let it out. But now you made me, like, think, like, oh, did I say it wrong? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You, no, said, yeah, you it said it right. Listen, Chico. Oh, <laughs> uh, that felt good, man. I didn't I know like that. we got too deep, bro. I, I didn't know that about you, bro. That's that's really. You didn't know what? That about me? I didn't know about your your bottom in the bottoming out period like we we met a few years after that so i didn't have any context about that part of things yeah bro Go. that's what it is damn i have a little bit more respect for you now i mean you started from really poor place so it's not a ton <laughs> but <laughs> oh i started from a poor place because k introduced us so then no, you just you, k right now you started high and then when i got to know you i was like oh Falling down the totem pole. <laughs> ah, fellas. All right. That was fun. All right, brother. All right, guys. Next time we'll talk about when you hit rock bottom and started working at Hunts Point. Yeah, we should, we should do that. Shout out to the BX. Peace. <laughs> Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Father to the child.